Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an idiot. If I Welcome to Movie Ministry. Each week we talk pop culture entertainment and how it relates to the teachings of Jesus. Uh, whether movies, TV, streaming, we talk about it. My name is Aris Buckner. I'm a Christian husband, father, pastor, designer, and nerd. And for today, our topic is The Dark Knight. And I don't know if um, when the last time you saw that, uh, but I know for me it was just recent because uh, I've been doing for my local congregation here i'm i'm based out of uh, philadelphia and uh during the quarantine i'm like i gotta do something to get out of myself be creative i can't be cooped up uh in the house um now i, I am a homebody by nature but i've been doing these um lessons and series on movies because i love movies and this is why i gave birth to this this podcast so uh, i just recently rewatched dark knight because that was one of the uh, movies we kind of watched and critiqued uh, in this um, Friday devotional slash lesson. So I don't know when the last time you saw this movie, but um, it, it's a great movie. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, I want to recap uh, how the podcast goes because it's been a while. It's been, I think, about three months. And I'm like, man, I got to get out another podcast. Life is so busy. And I'm sure for everyone, life is really, really busy. I know for me, it's, it's crazy busy with two kids, you know, married and trying to do ministry stuff. And this is kind of, you know, more of the fun hobby stuff and and, and want to do more and put more attention to more of kind of a personal ministry things that, you know, I love to do with movies and nerd out and Bible and all that stuff and try to do some more design stuff I can put on my site and all that, which you can see in the links um, below. So I'm like, man, I've got to get something out or I'll never do this. Uh, so uh, we're here. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to rehash uh, some of the Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, I do want to explain the podcast if it's been been a while for you, um, whoever's listening out there. Um, you know, this is not traditional kind of movie review podcast. Uh, you know, this is more of going to be a Christian kind of tent spin uh, and looking at movies and then and talking about uh, how they relate to Jesus' teachings of the Bible. Um, and so it's not kind of that, you know traditional movie review podcast uh so we'll take a deep dive we'll, we'll talk about different themes in 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 the movie and how they connect but it's not kind of your traditional uh podcast and the way we we break down the, the format is in the three areas we'll look at first impressions kind of what i think of the film you know that's where i can share my love for it and, and talk a little bit about that uh, next would be forbidden fruit what does this teach us about the human struggle because i think in all these movies that's what we're trying to capture is what is the human struggle in all of this because that, that's what draws us in that's what hooks us uh, because there's struggles in our own personal lives that that can play out on film uh, then we'll talk about the come to jesus moment that's where we see the crossover from film to to scripture and talk those different things and then personal revelation kind of what what did this movie teach me about myself and things that I can take away with and and hope things that I've learned you can learn as well and in a way here we go. 
let's start with um, first impressions. I love this movie. I just got to come out and say, I really love this movie. Uh, it still holds up. And I mean, it's remarkable uh, how well uh, this film uh, holds up. I mean, it, it is one of those things that when you, you know, you go back and you, and you, you know, you watch certain films and you're like, man, that's really outdated. Or, or maybe it's doing something that um, can feel really like um, offensive now in, in, in our uh, uh, mind frame uh, or not mind frame, but in, in our culture, uh, current culture. And and so, man, it's, you know, there's some movies I've gone back and seen like, man, that is no way um, that plays out well now. Uh, for example, my wife and I have been watching um, Bewitched uh, again. Uh, I, I just I love some of those old timey shows, and Bewitched is one of them. I love Lucy. I uh, I Dream of Jeannie. I, uh, you know, those are some shows that you know as a kid. Not that I'm I'm that that old, uh, you know, or, or and that dates me, but but kind of the late nineties, early or late eighties, early nineties. You had uh, Nick at Night, and I would watch a lot of those shows in Nick at Night. And so, but watching Bewitched lately, I'm like, man. That is that does not hold up. I mean, the show itself is cool and funny, but man, some of the the themes and the culture and how women are treated. Oh man, I mean, it's it could be a hard watch. Um, but but Dark Knight it holds up. You know, two thousand eight, not terribly long ago. Uh, you know, give or take, it, we're looking at you know twelve years, fourteen years ish. Uh, and you know, it, it it holds up. I mean, just the themes, uh, the performances. I mean, directing to me, it it is one of my favorite films from Nolan. I don't think it's it's, it's high concept of a film. Uh, some stuff that he's done, um, you know, recently saw, saw Tenet that, that come out um, last year, and and confusing stuff. He he is he's in a you know just in a world of his own, and I just think he just he just makes indie films or he just makes films that he wants to do. And we just happen to come and watch it. You know, he's, he didn't really care about what we think about it, uh, by the, the way he he's, you know, the, the, the filmography of, of the recent films. Right. But, but I think dark Knight, in terms of where it all comes together, acting, writing, directing, all of it, man, it's just, it's just great. And still have those deep, uh, meanings, uh, thought provoking things that you can take away with. I love this movie. And and there and, and looking at it, um, you know, going back and rewatching it, there's a lot of stuff that came came out of watching this film that I thought like, wow, this is very current, given you know our climate and our world. Um, I also saw Dark Knight Rises, which I don't think as as is as strong, but again, those themes of the chaos and order and 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 just society and taking away power from the powerful, or the privilege. I think, man, those those themes still um, resonate. Uh, very well uh, today, and especially in our political climate. But but anyway, we're going to focus on Dark Knight. Let, let's hop in. I'm going to give a brief kind of recap uh, for those who, who haven't seen it and need to be brought to speed. Um, so brief recap, or, or somewhat brief recap. Uh, you know, you, ha- you have the, the criminals of uh, Gotham City are running uh, scared because of Batman is uh, looming over and keeping uh, the citizens of Gotham safe. Um, and, and so, you you know, see scenes of people trying to do drug deals and man, I'm not doing this night because, you know, Batman is really, um, has really have control of the city in terms of his influence. 
on the crime. Um, but but we get into the film and it introduces us in this really great opening scene of, of a bank robbery where we're introduced to, to kind of Joker's uh, character. Um, you know, people wearing clown mask and, and, and they're doing this heist. Um, and, and that's when we get to see uh, kind of Joker for the first time. And, and with this, you know, um, you know, Batman's not aware of, you know, so much of Joker's presence at this moment uh, in the film, early on in the film. But he partners up with the DA, Harvey Dent, and they work together alongside Lieutenant Gordon. And they're putting away all the mobs and and uh, love Aaron Eckhart's uh, his hairstyle is, seems super dated. But, you know, I mean, they, they go and they crack down. And again, they're they're taking um hold of all the mob's money and enterprises and businesses and and they have this you know court trial and they put them all in the jail and stuff like that and so uh so they really the 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 criminals are just like we are at our wits end and in pops joker and again another iconic scene where he he walks in and introduces himself and slams a dude's head on the table you know (laughs) takes a number two pencil to the brain and, and the dude falls out um and so these these criminals are forced to trust this madman. Um, they don't know who he is, but they figure they have nowhere to turn because they're all being put away in, in jail. And so that's when you get the uh, Batman and, and, and the Joker, and, and he's finding out who who is this guy and and how how can I you know put him away? And and, and that starts off kind of um, these series of things that that Joker is doing to really uh, sow chaos in Gotham. You know, uh, assassinating judges and planting bombs and blowing up hospitals. And uh, he's knocking off innocent people, turning people against themselves. I mean, just doing this all kinds of things to create uh, chaos in a city, you know, and and Batman's determined to fight back. Um, And it seems that that he's trying to get uh, this uh, this upper hand until everything really breaks open when Joker kidnaps Rachel, who was uh, a a love interest of, of Batman, even though she's. Um, and you know in love or think maybe engaged to dent I, I you know can't quite remember that's always fuzzy uh, on me but it leads to her dying and dent you know face getting barbecued and and he has his own uh reckoning and, and moment of truth and, and totally exposed which we could talk a little bit, a bit about that uh later um so so we see that everything's unraveling and bruce wayne is just like what is going on joker clearly uh, has the upper hand and taking over Gotham, and it's just it, it it's you know this that's the turn, and you're like, what is what's happening? Um, these actions are, are looming over Gotham. Dent is nowhere to be found. Um, you know he's he's away, but 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 he later shows up with his charred face, uh, in, enacting his own justice um, on people killing in, uh, innocent people. Uh, and just he has lost it because of all of his world has been turned uh, upside down. Um, and 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 in all of this, um, you know, what Joker's done in this chaos he's done and corrupted really was the best of of Gotham and Harvey Dent. Uh, you you just you really have this um, this this really battle uh, from Batman of just figuring out man, what can I do. Uh, and so he faces down um, Harvey Dent in one of the scenes where they uh, have a, a kind of wrestling match and, and Harvey's kind of thrown off a ledge and he dies, you know, um, and and, uh, and 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 so, I mean, you got, you know, Joker kind of captured, you know, you have Harvey dead. Uh, the city is like 
what's happening, um, you know, the, the event that, that happens on these two boats that, you know, you have convicts on one boat and you have innocent people on one boat. That again, one of these kind of chaos uh, that that Joker sows uh, in the in the movie. And I mean, there's there's so much um, uh, just uh, unraveling happening to the city. And so we, we end that film with with, you know, Batman saying like, the people need uh, a, a a symbol. They they need someone they can believe in, and and so what you have is is Batman saying, "Hey, I'll take the fall here, because if we tell the people who Harvey ended up becoming and how he ended up becoming corrupted by the Joker, that that may lose everything. I mean, the city has gone through so much. If we reveal." what really happened behind the scenes, we may just lose everyone. And so the film ends with uh, Batman taking uh, on the brunt and being blamed for Harvey Dent's uh, death. Uh, the, the the end of the movie ends with Gordon destroying the bat symbol and it begins the chase of, of the cops uh, running uh, or chasing Batman. And then you hear the, the um, you know, monologue over the scenes of Gordon declaring, about Batman, that he's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. Um, you know, he, he's he's that 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 hero in the shadows that have you know has taken on the sins of Gotham in order to save Gotham, right? And then you can see the imagery and the themes, the Christian themes in that, um, in all of it. Uh, and so it it just it's just awesome. So hopefully that brought you up to speed. I, I mean. You know, this podcast is going to be, you know, all, you know, all over the place. Uh, you know, I have a lot of thoughts to try to gather and stuff and just really just, we're going to talk about it. And so um, as as I'm unpacking things, we're all going to unpack them together. Um, but 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 that that's kind of, you know, um, kind of overview of the movie. And, and again, and even sharing just my, you know, on the front of my love for it in terms of my impressions. Um, but I do want to get into, let's really talk about this idea, you know, of the, the forbidden fruit. To the place of forbidden fruit and again forbidden fruit is kind of what's the human struggle and all of this and really it's it's underestimating evil um you know there's some other themes of you know chaos versus order and, and what joker's trying to do but i think for me as a christian for me as a follower follower of god you know follower of jesus the the biggest thing that stands out to me is this idea of underestimating evil and and this is the human struggle that we see in our world where i mean i mean frankly today i think a lot of people don't even really believe in evil 
Um, and that's, that's a growing thing. Um, even in the religious world, there's an idea of not even believing Satan exists. And, and, and who knows, you, you may be in that camp. And when you watch the movie, man, that, that, that is the, to, to the detriment of Bruce Wayne. He takes so long to actually become serious of what Joker is capable of and, and really getting to a point and realizing that I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea the mindset and, and the motive, uh, the understanding of who this person is. And so for so much of the film, Bruce Wayne just, he underestimates him. And, and it's, and it's, really um hit home from the scene with him and alfred when he's you know they're, they're talking together and, and and bruce is just looking at this video because joker has kidnapped a dude and he's torturing him and he's put it on on video camera and he's played it over the news and, and they're watching it just puzzled of of what is this guy's motives and you know and this is exchange going back and forth between bruce and and, and alfred and he's and he's Alfred's telling him, like, you need to take this guy seriously. And Bruce is like, you know, shrugging it off, saying, you know, you know, criminals aren't complicated. You know, they all want something. And Alfred's like, no, nah, like, he senses, like, this dude is a different breed. And and then he proceeds to tell him basically this parable. Uh, I don't know how true the story is or not, but he does recall this, uh, you know, thief in, in Burma. And it just leads to this, basically this parable of how we, we can't put everyone in this box. Um, and th- there are things that we just really don't understand. And, you know, obviously the iconic quote that comes out of that discussion is, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn, right? I have terrible, terrible accents, right? But but I just love that where, and, and you know, Nolan does a great uh, job of, of when he's saying that you you see this this you know warped image of joker uh, on the tv screen and and it's true it, he's like you know the summing of the parable he'd tell bruce wayne is that there you can't assign motive to everything um and it, this seems like a person who just wants to see the world burn for no apparent reason and with that that is so dangerous because there's nothing you can leverage. There's nothing you can barter with. That type of person doesn't want a deal. That type of person doesn't care. Life or death, they don't care. And it's that, to me, is, is pure evil. And, and really, re-watching this, and, and I just I love what he Ledger did with the, the character. Sadly, uh, you know, and I believe a man, he, he, he really dived into this in and, 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 and a in a real meta way, I think evil had had really haunted him um, and leading to his death. Now, that's my opinion. I, you know, I don't, there's no facts behind that, but being someone who counsels people and and obviously believes in, in the Christian worldview and evil and Satan and all of that and demons, I just, man, I, I, I think there's a lot there um, in that story. And, and, and it's really meta in what we're talking about and this underestimating evil, I think that he, you know, really underestimate the the dark places that he could go to in order to to try to capture a character in, in a role in a movie, and and that's really sad. 
but get, you know, getting back to to talking about the Dark Knight, I, I do believe that by far, and I haven't seen anything that comes close. This depiction um, that Nolan has of Joker to me is the best incarnation of Satan slash evil ever. Like I, it's not even close. I think that the this mysterious and motivation, not even care caring what happens, who dies, who doesn't, what side he's on. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, he, he's doing deals with everybody, he, trying to kill everybody. He, he just he just wants to see chaos. Money doesn't even matter. I love the scene where he collects all this money that he's that he's taken and it's just it's just millions upon millions of dollars and he's sliding down these bills and then he just burns them because it doesn't matter none of this matters again he can't be bartered bought pulled away reasoned with and that's satan you know christopher nolan gives this really great quote about when they were coming up with the character of joker and he says uh, you know the purpose of joker for us was always that he has no art he has no development he doesn't even learn anything throughout the film he's an absolute end quote right i mean that, that's to me that's satan and we'll, we'll talk a little bit of, uh, about all of that you know towards the end but man like to me that is who Satan is. And and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the whole in, in, in interrogation scene where where Batman goes in, he's trying to handle business and 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 uh you know lights come on into the in, interrogation room and Batman's beating him up and throwing him against the walls and you know trying to get, you know, it's almost <laughs> Batman is like he's taking a note right out of like, you know, the textbook of crime dramas, good cop, bad cop and Batman's bad cop, you know, and he's trying to 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 shake information out of him. But before Batman results to force, they have this just eerie conversation about justice and, and, and people's motives and, and, and who's on your side. And one of the quotes that I love that comes from Joker, when he's talking about what really props up people. I mean, Joker says some of the best lines in this movie of understanding people, which, again, furthers my my theory that man he's the best incarnation of satan because satan's been around for a long time from what the the bible teaches and he knows how to play off people he knows how they work and and in the movie joker gives this quote in that one scene in an interrogation scene he says speaking of people in general he says their morals their code is a bad joke dropped at the first sign of trouble they're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you when the chips are down, these civilized people will eat each other, end quote. Crazy, right? Crazy. I mean, just, it's insane. And, and, and I mean, just, it's just so much that goes into so much more of, of kind of his commentary on um, just people and, and, and and knowing what what gets him to tick, um, and it's very convicting because he he really does show this. He truly does show this because throughout the film, you see him 
giving examples of how, you know, you can exploit humanity by by appealing to their innate base of lawlessness, you know, that lurks beneath the surface. You know, we walk around and and and, and we try to be civilized, but but when you really push people against the wall, what comes out is really what's in there. And doesn't that remind you of, of something Jesus said, right? You know, in Luke, I believe Luke uh, 645, you know, when he's talking about what comes out uh, of people's hearts. It's not, it's not what makes them unclean, what, what, what's on the outside, but really what's in the inside. And, and, and Joker in the movie understands this. And, and, he, and he's constantly really pitting people against the wall and, and, and getting them to, to, to reduce them to that base action of, 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 of turning on each other. And check out some of these examples, you know, in the film that, that I thought of or I was listening to or watching a commentary on this. And, they, and there was a good point of these different examples of him doing this. You know, in the beginning of the film, he has the bank robbers kill each other to increase their share of the loot. And then he pits three rival henchmen against each other to survive, for survival, to join his team. You know, has a, a, a cop go against her duty as an officer to kidnap an innocent person in order to pay off her mother's medical bills. And then he threatens to blow up a hospital. He threatens to blow up a hospital if the citizens of Gotham you know, don't come out to to kill this particular person that that was uh, on TV. You know, he, he was he was forcing everyone uh, in Gotham who maybe has a family member in this hospital. Hey, you better act and kill this guy. If you don't kill this guy, I'm going to blow up a hospital. Again, forcing people with these this 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 sinful nature, this animalistic nature of like survival or or you know exposing. These civilized, you know, I'm doing air quotes, you can't, you can't see it, but civilized people. I mean, this is crazy. You know, and then and I shared earlier when I was given an overview, you know, he had two groups of hostages on two different boats decide their fate for one another. You know, who was deserving to live? And you had even, even that where you had, you know, quote unquote, again, I'm doing air quotes, good people uh, on one side of the boat. Uh, and then you had convicts in another side of the boat. And they were going back and forth thinking, well, who should die? And and, and it's a great exchange in the movie where you had people who, who you know, were on another boat thinking, no, we should kill these convicts. They've had their chances. These are bad people. And here you have people like saying, we, we need to murder, you know, hundreds of people so that we can survive. You know, no one in that boat. I mean, you had some people who were trying to, you know, do the noble thing and, and try to hold on and not, you know, try to blow up the other boat. But, but majority of the people, man, they were just tempted to like, no, if it's, if it's them or me, it's going to be them. And that's the whole commentary that Joker has. And obviously the, the grand display of chaos and corrupting and, and exposing someone is Harvey Dent. You know, the whole, you know, good portion of the film, Harvey was the optimist. He was the one who, who was going to save Gotham through, you know, this, this hotshot lawyer. He's going to prosecute and, and get crime off the streets. And he got exposed when Joker killed, the, killed his fiance and Rachel. And 
And then it all came out. And then then you really got to see what he was really fighting for. Was it really for justice? Was it really for other people? Again, when the chips are down, he said, I'll show you who these civilized people really are. They will eat each other. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Again, it just reminds me of who Satan is. chapter 2 uh, verses 4 through 5 um, you have this interaction between God and and this character called the Satan now I will preface this this is not um, you know what scholars believe and even even how you read the language is not the Satan that we see uh, in the New Testament and that, that's a whole podcast in itself of, of wondering why you don't hear a lot of the demon or demonic language or Satan um, as as an individual play out in the Old Testament, uh, they had kind of a different view, a different view of that uh, of, of evil. Um, but when you get to the New Testament, uh, it's you know Jesus is pretty singular of what he's talking about a particular person and 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 who Satan is or Beelzebub or or you know the devil. Um, but you don't get that so much in the Old Testament. But what I love about this reference, even though again it, it's not kind of within context. What I love about this plays to what I'm talking about, how Joker is to the people. Now, what what we do know is that, um, you know, the Satan in this this Job verse, um, you know, deceiver is a type of angel uh, that um, will go out. Right. Um, And and so you you have this interaction between, you know, the Satan character and and God and. And it's just this like they're sitting around and 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 you know and God's they're having a normal conversation. Like it's like, hey, so what you been doing, man? I've been going back and forth and trying to do this. And and God offers up his servant Job. And in Job two, four through five, this is what the Satan, this is what he responds. He says, Skin for skin, Satan replied. A man will give up all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones. And he will surely curse you to your face. Now, 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 what's going on here? Well, well, this the Satan character is like saying, "Hey, if you, if you turn everything against this Job, this servant that you, you're, you're happy about, or you're offering up as, as the one, he will turn against you. You take everything that he loves and he owns, he'll turn against you." I mean, it's almost the, it's the same type of dialogue and language that we get from that Joker quote. You know, I'll show you when the chips are down, these civilized people will eat each other. I mean, it's it's just it's eerie to, to think about that and, and how closely uh, they they tie in together. You know, more about kind of Joker's, um, you know, character. I mean, he, he's he's nihilistic. 
you know, which means that life is meaningless and you know, rejects all religious and moral principles. Again, there's almost like no rules. His rules are no rules. Um, and like we said, you know, he believes that morality is a sham and that uh, that it's not people really don't hold to them again when you push them against the wall. And that's to me the, the forbidden fruit is that we can underestimate evil. We do it in our world every day. Um, and I'm not saying that we go walking around thinking that uh, everyone is 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 this horrible person and we go around judging people and it becomes like the scarlet letter or something like that. No. What I'm saying is that we just underestimate evil. <laughs> uh, whether we believe that we could uh, overcome it, uh, we believe that we could, uh, you know, ignore it. Um, we can figure it out, and and I, that's that's apart from religion. I think that there's some real issues of how people view. Um, I think there's real evil out there, and um, I mean clinically, and I just think you see a lot of this language that people just really don't believe that, um, and even within the church. I just think, man, like, as the Christian, you are in um, a world of hurt if you underestimate Satan. You really underestimate who he is, what he can do, and how he can ruin lives. You know, and I'm not saying we go around living in fear of who um, Satan is, per se, but I do think that there's some real, um, there's some real dangers there, of of just us going about our days thinking that we're good, or thinking that, you know, just not even being aware that Satan's around. Um, man, I just I just think that it, we have got to be on our guard. I mean, it's it's. It really, again, I'm not saying you go around uh, feeling like, um, you know, uh, checking over his shoulder and, and being, you know, manic about it. But but I do think that just, just as a Christian, as a follower of God, if you believe in God, then you got to believe in evil and Satan. And and he's, he's around and he's been around and he knows you and me better than we know ourselves. And the only chance, the only chance of defeating him is really humble ourselves and going to God. You know, first uh, Peter chapter five, I think, illuminates that even further. Where Peter's writing to his audience, he's saying, hey, be alert and of sober mind. I'm reading the NIV. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour looking for someone to devour. You know, if I told you, you know, in your neighborhood, your block, cul-de-sac, whatever city, wherever you live, that there is a lion on the loose. Um, they haven't caught it. We don't know where it is, but it is definitely in your area. How would your day be different? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, how would your day be different? How would you view walking outside of your house I mean, how would you carry along about your day if you had to go to the store, if you had to go to work, if you had you were just on a, a prayer walk? Yeah, who knows, right? I mean, 
I wouldn't leave my house, right? I mean, every time I step out, I am on high alert. Every noise, every rustling in the bushes, I'm thinking there's a lion out there. And I don't think it's co- coincidence here that, or, or just for grins and giggles that, you know, Pete throws this out, uh, you know, his letter to his audience. He's really getting him to see this is what it's like. The devil is like a loose, a lion on the loose in your neighborhood. How are you going to respond? How are you going to be prepared? Let's not be like Bruce Wayne, right? And that, that's the transition to, to the, the come to Jesus moment is I don't want to be like Bruce Wayne. I don't want to be like him in that quote when he's talking to, or that scene he's talking to, to Alfred, and he's he's chalking up, you know, Joker as just every other criminal. They're not complicated to figure out. Oh, really? And he got caught slipping. You know, he lost a former love interest in Rachel. He lost the, almost lost the whole city. The movie ends in a pretty dark mood. He has to take on the sins of the, the world, so to speak. And really, it's his fault. He actually tries to go at it like he does everything else with force and, and, and intimidation. And you just can't do it. It doesn't happen. I think that that's the come to Jesus moment is, wow, like, this is Satan. This is the devil. This is a lion on the loose in my neighborhood. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Wow. I mean, that I'm speechless, right? And I'll end with this in terms of the, the perf, personal revelation. I think watching this movie, especially as a pastor for um, a congregation and, and, and different groups that I lead, I lead uh, our, our singles ministry life, life uh, stage um, and, and oversee some other small groups. But this movie scares me and how when I make that connection of like Joker and Satan and how they operate and just how scary it is when you can't figure something out and you feel like you just don't have a handle on you're, you're you're shooting in the dark. Is that I've got to get to a place. The, the personal revelation for me is I got to get a place of humility and I don't know what I'm doing. And the scripture immediately I thought of when I was rewatching this film and breaking it down and, and thinking about, oh, I man, how can I talk about it from the podcast and stuff? Is James 4, 7. You can read in the NIV. It says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, what, what does that mean, right? Like, like, is it that easy? I think this is incredibly hard what the scripture is asking. It's to... Stop underestimating evil. It's get real, get sober about what's really going on. I need to humble myself to you know before God. You know, even even in you know First Peter five that we read, it, it talks about be alert of sober mind, being sober to the idea that that there's this entity out there that has been around since the world began, who has studied and, and, and knows humanity, again, better than, than I know myself. 
I stand to have no chance, literally. And it's only going to be me submitting myself to God. Resisting the devil and he'll flee from me. Um, That's my only chance. You know, Matthew 4, when Jesus had battled Satan in the desert. um, So really cool, uh, you know, uh, connections to that and Exodus. And it's just it's just awesome. Um, Because I'm reading Exodus right now. We're going through a series of Exodus uh, in our congregation for our small groups during the during the week. But man, I mean, it. how does Jesus fight against this Satan that, that's tempting him in the desert? It's with scripture. It's hanging on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's him submitting himself to God and doing what? Resisting the devil. And what happened at the end of that, you know, those, I think it was four or five verses. The devil left. Again, but it wasn't over. He wanted to come back for an opportune time. And angels came and attended Jesus. Like, the personal revelation for me is I've got to humble myself and be aware of how evil and how um, crazy and unpredictable Satan is. Um, And I don't want to fall victim like we see in the Garden of Eden. Letting him toy with my mind, manipulate me, Jedi mind trick, you know, me into sin or into hating people. And I'm telling you, we're in a time right now coming out of 2020 into 2021 and political spectrum jacked up culturally. It's cultural wars going on. Uh, I mean, different ideologies out there, how people view things, cancel culture, man. It's crazy right now. And in all of that, you know what people see? It's what what Paul talked about in uh 1 Corinthians 10, either 1st or 2nd Corinthians 10, where he's like, people are waging war with the weapons of this world. Like, they are getting into it, and really, it's like, man, like, th- this is not the 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 right way you are to do this. Um, it's like 2nd um, Corinthians 10. Like, what, what are you doing? What are we doing? We shouldn't wage war as the world does. Like, like these, we don't, we don't fight what these words are post on Facebook. That's not how we're going to solve these things. We're not fighting in the streets and beating one each other up or storming buildings and burning them. That's not how we fight. We've got to fight with the tools that God gives us, with the divine power, right? Submitting ourselves to God. That's how we win against Satan. Because we play his game, he's going to win. The same way Joker baited Batman, the great Bruce Wayne, the, the guy who's always a step, ahead, a step ahead of everyone. You know, it's just funny because even in that interrogation scene, Joker even says that. He's like, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. It's, that's such a line straight out of Satan's you know, book, right? Playbook. He's ahead of the curve. He he knows us. And if we're not on our guard, if we're not watching for this, this beast that's on the loose, we're fall victim. We'll get caught up into everyone, what everyone else is doing and tearing each other down, turning on each other, 
you know, self-righteously carrying this, you know, righteous banner of our beliefs and our ways and what we think and our philosophies. And we'll destroy each other. Just like the quote from Joker. I'll show you when the chips are down. And I'm telling you, man, the chips are the chips are way down in 2020. And beginning of 2021, the chips are down. That these civilized people eat each other. I'm telling you, man, I, I'm tired of it. Uh, and I got and I got to ask myself, man, have I fed into it? Um, I want to know when the chips are down. I'm going to turn to God, right? It reminds me of the, the Garden of Gethsemane. When the chips are down for Jesus, when he he's knowing that people are, are coming to arrest him, his uh, small group of of twelve disciples are well, the ones there sleeping. And he, he, ain't, he wouldn't even stay up and wait for even an hour to pray with them. And then one totally rats him out. I mean, he had the worst small group in history. Um, they all leave him. He's on trial. People he healed, you know, these religious people are finally trying to get their way. And when the chips were down, he didn't turn on them. He turned to God. And that's what I got to do. That that's my personal revelation. I hope it is the same for you. I gotta turn to God. That 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 should be my response in all of this. Is I should turn to God. And that's the only way we win this thing. Submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil. And so doing, that's how we win. And you know what's it, it's it is kind of ironic. That that is, in a sense, how Batman won at the end. You know, it wasn't this like crazy defeat. He beat up Joker like really bad. He just said, the only way I'm going to get ahead of this, and I love this quote in the movie that, that Bruce Wayne gives, is I am what Gotham needs me to be. That's him submitting himself. That's him saying, hey, I can't be, you know, brutal. I come in, bad cop. I'm going to intimidate people with with dressing up like a bat or dressing like an animal, you know, and, 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 and the fear of people and jumping around buildings with a cape. No, he's like, I just, I am what Gotham needs me to be. That's him humbling himself, him realizing, I don't know how to do this. I need to humble myself and actually listening to Alfred. And I think as us, as the Christian, right, you need to resist, humble yourself, submit yourselves to God. And resist, resist the devil. And that's how we win. That's how we win. That's how we win society. That's how we win over our neighbors. That's how we win over our coworkers. That's how we win over our family members. It's not you trying to outwit them or trying to figure them out or self-righteously beat the Bible over their heads. It's you submitting yourselves then to God. Resisting the devil, temptation, evil. That's how we win. So, that is the podcast. Um, I know this one's a little bit sloppier, man. I'm a little rusty, but um, you know it's, it's been a hot minute and I've uh, been itching uh, to get get one out. Um, hopefully, this really helps you. And uh, you know, if you want to find out more about my ministry, click on the social links down below. Um, I'm building it up slowly. I'm trying to you know finalize the, the website and stuff like that. But I got some stuff out there. Um, you know, follow on uh, Instagram or. Twitter, all this stuff is down there. Um, I try to put out stuff every now and then. Um, and, and I think my personal um, uh, social media links are up there too. So you can 
check out life and me and my family and all that stuff. Uh, but thanks for joining Movie Ministry. Really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to us, at your home or work or school or commuting or whatever, I know days are crazy and they kind of blend in together. But, you know, lights at the end of the tunnel, um, hopefully with uh, everything going down in our world that that uh, we can, uh, you know, be able to see each other and connect again and things like that in person. Um, though I know for me, it's a lot that I've learned. Uh, you know, I hope you stick around and continue to, to support us, you know, you know, telling everybody uh, what's what's uh, what the podcast is about and, and hopefully it can it can grow i'm excited for some things that we're going to do moving ahead and in the future um i do um i'm planning on um, watching uh soul uh the disney disney pixar soul uh it's a lot of great stuff in there i'm looking forward to breaking that down uh here in the next uh couple weeks so stay tuned for that um but yeah just continue to listen thanks for supporting and sticking around and, uh, and joining the conversation thank you mm-hmm.